Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back and happy Thursday. All right, guys. So I know we're back to talk about the Real Housewives of Orange County. And I don't know if you watched last night's episode. I assume you did. And that's why you're here. But I feel like there were a few moments that had guilt written all over them. Now, we're going to break into all of this. But before we do, you know how this works. If you haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And let's welcome Ricky Cornish. Oh, hello. Hey, girl, how are you? How's it going? <laughs> it's do it's going pretty well. You know, I love that it's already Thursday. For me, like this week has kind of been flying by a little little bit. And I love that OCs on Wednesdays because that's when I know like, okay, we're at the later half of the week. Like weekend's almost here. <laughs> yes, weekend's almost here. And especially when it's like an episode that kind of keeps you on your toes. You know, you're like, oh, shit, we, you know, we got to talk about this. You know? Yes. Yes. I will say I went to bed last night and I was like, I, I have some thoughts about this episode. So I'm glad Adam called a girl because I, I'm excited to chat with you all about it. <laughs> oh, I don't miss I don't miss the keypad, friend. I don't miss the keypad. Okay. So Ricky, with that one to ten, ten being the highest, what are you giving last night's episode? Real talk, I would say up until they went to the Nobu dinner, I, I was nodding. I started doing a little work. Like I was kind of, you know in the background a little bit. So up until Nobu, I would have given it maybe like a four or a five. But once the Nobu dinner came on, I would probably uh, like amp it up to like a seven or eight. I love how they're like, oh, Nobu, you didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Okay. All right. So we'll go through it and then we'll eventually get down to the Nobu dinner because there's a lot to discuss. Now we kick off with the cast, but more importantly, Shannon and John, and they're at his house, which to me, I don't know about you. This scene was very cringy um just because you see this woman all she wants is to find love she wants to find that partner you see how open she is about it we know her past with david bedore her ex and she's talking to the guy which is unfortunate because we as viewers especially knowing what we know we see there's a disconnect you know right did you feel like that 
You know, it's interesting because now that we know what we know now, it's interesting because it, it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold even more now that we know that she's not even with John anymore. And, you know, everything kind of just has fallen apart in real time. It's interesting to kind of see the cracks in the foundation right now. So I will be interested to see how things continue to go because, you know, who who knows what really ended up being the the, the straw that broke the camel's back when it comes to this relationship. Well, yeah, and even the awkward conversation of moving in together, which I understand they're adults, you have your own places, but, like, I feel like this conversation should not be so far out. You know what I mean? Maybe, like, I guess maybe, I don't know what it is, but, like, Jason and I moved in together after a month. We're here 10 years later, so I, I guess it just, it depends on who you are, but I think that she should have listened to him in the moment where he's saying, listen, your schedule is so overwhelming I think sometimes you need to be able to compartmentalize and still be able to have fun. That's why I fell in love with you because we had fun together. Now it's just like all you do is is worry. You're overwhelmed with your work. You're overwhelmed with your schedule. It's like it's almost like starting to register with him. Like I got in bed with the celebrity. A hundred percent. Like it's it's one of those things like as time goes on, like it's um, as time goes on, it's definitely, you know, it's interesting to see how these relationships evolve because yeah, especially when you first getting to know somebody, you're in that honeymoon phase, you really are enjoying getting to know each other. And I think, I think John was also from another relationship. Yeah. I guess he had kids and stuff too. So I think the fact that they had been through marriages, they'd been through relationships. I think they were really enjoying each other in the beginning, but you know, unfortunately, and this happens with a lot of relationships as time goes on, that honeymoon phase starts to go away a little bit and you don't really have that same fire that you've had for each other since the beginning. And I think the fact that they don't live together, I didn't know that that was an interesting point that they brought up last night. Like they don't even live together. And I thought they did, at least in the pandemic, like, like raising the kids together and stuff, but maybe not. So I, I think I think last night kind of was a clear giveaway that like, ooh, I really don't think they're as meant to be as we thought they were. Exactly. No, and again, now knowing what we know, I know people are saying, well, she was on a double date with, with John. She was seen on a double date with John and Tamara and Eddie. And she said, no, we just ran into each other. It's not the case. Who actually knows she might be trying to protect her relationship as much as possible, especially from the preview of next week's episode, where she says, if this makes it to air, this will be the end of my relationship. I think that she's trying to decipher what she wants to protect and what she knows has to actually go on. Let's call it the small screen. But from there, we end up going over to the nail salon with Tamara. (laughs) Heather's around the corner. This is a shit talking fest if I've ever seen one. 100%. 100%. They like wasted no time. Like the second that Heather like like you know put in what she wanted for her pedicure, they were like, "Now we're going to start talking. Like let's get right into it." These women came in with a vengeance. <laughs> I mean, the second that literally Tamara and Emily st- sat down, it immediately started into the, "Oh, did you have a good time not going to on the the girls tr- Oh, you d- okay, listen, this is what happened. Heather's a bitch and she thinks she's better than everyone and her and Taylor got into a fight, so bring it up. Okay, bye." Yes. Exactly. Right? Like, I mean, call me crazy, but I feel like Emily was like, okay, I missed out on all the drama. Like I had to stay back because of a false, you know, positive test. Like I'm sure she was fuming that she missed out on so much on that trip. So she's like, all right, I got to get myself back out there here. Like, what did I miss? Here's my opinions on everything. Like, you know what I mean? It felt very like we got to get Emily kind of back into the front here. (laughs) 
I, I see what Emily was doing, and I think that Emily took on this role to put herself back in the forefront and be a part of the mix, considering we're adding Tamara back in. We have Taylor Armstrong. We have this new girl, Jennifer Pedranti. She's not a part of the filming scene. She doesn't know what producers are seeing as far as, like, is this a full-time housewife? Do we like her? Do we not like her? I think that there's a lot of questions going on in Emily's mind, so she's like, oh, then I need to step up and throw this out there. But I love Emily. I do feel like fans read it that way. And my thing, and I talked about Jason, I talked to this, to, um, about this to Jason this morning, was you see where Emily and Tamara are telling Heather that she comes off a little condescending. Like, you know, the way that you treat people, you're shoveling shit, and now all of a sudden you realize that there's a way that the other half lives. And she keeps saying condescending, condescending. But I almost kind of wonder, is it that Heather's being condescending or is it almost just an element of jealousy because she's so unrelatable like most people don't have a twenty thousand square foot 30 million dollar mansion you know like most people don't get invited to oh let's just have a girl's lunch and it's to nobu girls stainless steel chopsticks they all have your name in grade so there's a little diamond on the end one carrot that's it but you know <laughs> okay so i have lots of opinions on this okay okay, okay. no Here's the thing. Y'all know that I do love Heather Dubrow, but I also do love these other women. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, say that I like one more than the other, and that's why I'm defending her against the other girls. Like, that's not what I want to, like, that's not the message I'm trying to send. I'm just observing this, like, as a fan, and I'm going to be straight up honest. I did not like the way these women treated Heather Dubrow last night. I was really not happy about it. And the main person I thought that treated Heather like kind of crazy and like kind of came out of left field was Emily. And it started at this, you know, nail up appointment or whatever. And I don't like how she just was kind of going after her, just saying like, you come across as condescending. And as Heather's trying to explain, like, I just sent two kids to college. Like I kind of got a lot of things going on. And then Tamara and Heather were, or, or Tamara and Emily were like, that's condescending. How was that condescending? Like the girl is literally just explaining what's going on in her life. She's got a lot going on. And maybe she kind of came into the trip just a little, you know, like a little, she had a lot going on. So her energy might've been off just a little bit, but overall, I don't think she was being condescending. I don't think she was acting any certain type of way all night. And I understand that Emily, I think was going into this appointment right after Gina had confided in her about everything and how she was feeling. So I could see why maybe Emily was just really in her mind trying to stick up for Gina a lot. But here's my thing, Heather, Heather hasn't done anything to Emily at all. I think they kind of got along fine last season. So I don't understand why why Emily's kind of going so hard on Heather. It felt very like just out of nowhere, if you ask me. Right. And then you almost kind of get more of a reasoning or like kind of a peek, I guess, into Emily's head at the Nobu dinner when she starts breaking the fourth wall a little bit and saying, we've had multiple dinners where you shit talk the hell out of Tamara and now you're friends with Tamara, and I think that this is bullshit. So now I'm starting to see, okay, you guys talked a lot of shit about this woman. Now, immediately Tamara comes back into the group. Tamara talked a lot of shit about Emily, okay? Now she came back into the group, and Heather is friends with Tamara, and Emily's looking at this like, this doesn't add up to me. This, to me, comes off very phony. But even going back before we get to the Nobu dinner, like seeing the disconnect here, it's coming off a little aggressive. And it's like, you're condescending. She's like, no, I am putting my kids through college. And I think what they're failing to realize here is like, yes, Tamara has gone through the same process. But I think when you're at different levels in your life, like the Debros, 
I think sending their kids to college is probably, even though they have all the help in the world, it's probably a different setup and system. Like, cue the private jet. Mm-hmm. Cue the entire TJ Maxx. Cue the entire, you know what I mean? Like, get the library. Let's get Congress in this bitch. Let's get everybody together because we are sending the Dubro twins to college. Like, <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? And I think that's what she's trying to say. Right. At the end of the day, this is Heather's reality. I think we talked about it last week. She does not need to come up with any storylines. She does not have to force anything. This is the thing when it comes to Heather Dubrow. Heather Dubrow does not need this show. In my opinion, I think the show really, I mean, maybe needs her could be a little bit of a stretch, but I think the show heavily benefits from having Heather Dubrow on the show because we're infatuated with her lifestyle they wouldn't have been at that nobu dinner that night if it wasn't for heather dubrow i mean the girl brings so much to the show and but at the same time she doesn't need it she she left the show when she wanted to when she expressed interest in coming back they took her back right away like she's one of those like housewives that the whole franchise really benefits from whereas i think some of these other women really really cling on to the spot that they have and they really don't want to let it go whereas it doesn't really affect heather and i think that's where people really kind of get jarred by her a little bit is she gives me character energy like i can't help it (laughs) no and i also think that heather would be great on the real housewives of beverly hills because heather brings a certain level of opulence and i don't want to say that these other women can't understand it I just think that it's very unrelatable. Whereas like maybe if she tapped into that Beverly Hills franchise, a lot of these other women, they're rubbing, like Kyle's like, oh yes, we just moved out of Beverly Hills and bought the Smokey Robinson estate. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they can sort of relate in a way to, (laughs) girl, we have tens of millions of dollars too. Like we get it. Nobu with the chopsticks, you got them silver. You didn't get them gold. The fuck is this? You know? Right. Exactly. No, I know. Heather's just really in a league of her own, if you ask me. And just kind of seeing how things started last night, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like how they're kind of coming at her crazy. She hasn't done anything that I think deserves all of this attention all at once. And I know we'll talk about it more when we get to the Nobu dinner, because that's when I really started to be like, these women are acting nuts. So I know we'll we'll save that for that. (laughs) Okay. So before we get to the Nobu dinner, we have Gina who ends up going over to Jennifer's yoga studio. Now, when she goes, it Kind of felt like they had a little bit of a bonding moment. Is that what you would have? I mean, did you get that out of that or no? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was cute that they had a nice little conversation. It's nice to see that they're working on things as, you know, they did, They kind of started on the wrong foot. So it's nice to see that they're being sweet to each other. I think Jen's really cool, to be honest with you. And I think Gina can be really cool, too, when she's not, you know, feeling some type of way about everything that's going on in her life. So I thought it was a nice conversation. You know, I don't know if this was you who said this or if it was somebody else or maybe if it was even a meme that I saw on one of the Bravo fan accounts. But somebody pointed out that it's wild that Gina was so triggered by Jennifer Padronti with the cheating, but she can do filming scenes with her ex who she was in a domestic dispute with. So I I thought about that and I'm like, that's kind of wild. But it was great to see that she's like, listen, Jennifer, I'm going to meet up with you and I'm going to try to understand you and let's see if we can't forge some sort of relationship because you can see Jennifer is not a bad person. Even watching watch what happens live. She has a big heart. Her heart took her a different direction. Probably not the best way to do it. She probably is in bed with a scumbag. That's exactly what the entire OC thinks. However, she's following her heart. You can tell she's not just like some asshole, but then Gina made an interesting point and she's like, you know, Jen has some pretty weird expectations for her friend 
Tamra, who literally had no problem dragging her ass and all of the, her business through Montana. And I was like, that's a pretty valid point there, Gina. No, 100%. I honestly think it's so laughable that the other women are kind of ganging up on Heather. I'm like, do y'all not see that Tamara just came back into this? Really made it her show again, which deserved. I mean, listen, she it, Tam, it is Tamara's show in a lot of ways. Um, but y'all aren't getting on Tamara for bringing on this new girl and basically talking mad shit about her and her man to the entire group, right? As she introduced her to the group and then she's throwing napkins at her and all that, like, no one's like getting on Tamara about how she's treating Jen all types of crazy, but y'all are getting on Heather for being rich and like being like, you know, being condescending. Like, I just don't understand it. Like it just, it's, it's a very strange dynamic we were witnessing last night. <laughs> Which is funny because the condescending, you really can't prove that's a feeling. Yeah. Like, she's like, that's just how I talk. Like she's like, it's punitive. And they're like Googling punitive. They're like, <laughs> that bitch is condescending like don't talk to me like that she's like i used a word you don't understand like i don't is this do you want me to get you a dictionary and they're like condescending right there she's like no i'm i'm gonna shut up yeah she's yeah. like i can't say anything to you guys because everything is condescending whereas like that's your feeling she's right. coming off condescending yes. Tamara, this is not a feeling Tamara's like yeah her man is the community D of the OC. Okay. And that is not, that's, that's a, actually a bold statement. It's like a, this is not a feeling. This is a statement. Yes. Very different. And I feel like Gina's the only one that's actually saying like, yo, like Tamara's up to her old tricks. Like Gina has been kind of calling that out a little bit, which props, but she's really the only one. Everyone else is just kind of watching Tamara do, do, do the most really. Like everyone's watching Tamara do the most, but they're like, that's Tamara. But Heather talks about her kids going to college and she's a bitch. It's just like, okay, <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. Now, before we get to the Nobu dinner, again, guys, we're getting there. Smash <laughs> the like button, show some love. We have another moment. We go over to the Simpson household and we see Emily trying to wrangle all of these children. We still don't know when she's going to be doing the give back of the lawyer of it all. The original storyline from last season, but that's okay. We're patient. As long as they keep bringing her on, we'll wait for it, I guess. But I died. Because she, she's talking about her relationship with her mom. And I saw on Twitter last night where fans were like, girl, you're reaching. You don't have a storyline. You're reaching for this mom thing. And I was like, is that fair? Because if she doesn't have a relationship with her mom, that's actually very relatable. There are so many people who don't have relationships with their parents who should be encouraged to potentially mend those relationships because God forbid something happens, that opportunity won't be there anymore. So I looked at it kind of that way, not the I'm thirsty for a storyline, but what did you get? Yeah, I honestly didn't. I'm actually surprised people said that. I didn't get that vibe at all. I personally think like when a housewife is honestly like really crying on camera and if they're talking to a family member or an ex or whoever that to me does not come across as fake at all because i know for me if i was on tv i understand that you do need storylines you need to keep things interesting but bring bringing things up like broken family ties and things of that nature like that feel, that's very real i don't think that's necessarily used just to garner interest for television like that seemed very real to me and even her just like sitting on the floor her back was to the camera like it's not like she was like all dolled up and trying to have a cute conversation with mom. Like she was like being very real about the fact that like, you know, things were harder growing up and she wants to build, you know, bridge this gap between her parents and her kids and all of that. So yeah, no, I thought it was a sweet moment. I thought it was very real, which I think is something we don't always see on these shows, like real 
emotion, real things going on in these women's lives. So yeah, no, I definitely don't think she she was just using that for the show. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really feel like that either. But then watching Shane come in and he's like, Well, good luck with that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You gotta love Shane. He's always on brand. <laughs> He's not deviated. No. It's literally like what you get. What, I really do actually really enjoy Shane. I oh, like bad. just the smart ass of like, like I just got home from work and uh, going through the mom thing again. Well, and all these kids running around, they look like crazy as hell. So yeah, good luck with that. And just that was later. it. I was cracking. She's basically in tears trying to express how she's feeling to Shane. She's like, I think I'm going to call my mom. He's like, yeah, okay. Good luck with that. Like, he's just like, whatever. And she just goes off crying, talking to mom. It's just like, you gotta love Shane. He's just, he could not, he's, he can't, he's not associated. He's doing his own thing right now. He's like, oh, the cameras are here. I'm going up to the room. I'm going to get my underwear. I'm going to eat some Doritos and I'm probably going to watch some CSI. So I would love to know if he asked how the conversation went after she had the conversation with her mom. Or did no. he not even care? <laughs> he didn't ask. He definitely, he was just probably like, he was like, anyways, what's for dinner? <laughs> yeah. So are we ordering in, taking out? Like, she's like, are you going to ask about my mom in the conversation? He's like, oh, I thought we already talked about that. We're still doing that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Didn't you get it out? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> Why are we dragging this out? She's like, we're not dragging it out. I'm telling you the outcome. He's like, I don't. He's like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> whatever which another thing you know was which was funny was shannon's little shopping trip with her twins and the daughters and i think it's wild because they're talking about this college counselor and like well dad and i keep telling your dad like you need to get a college counselor and he just thinks that we need to get somebody to do an essay and i'm sitting here listening to all of this like when i went to college i didn't have a college counselor or somebody to write an essay i guess maybe i didn't did you so um, what I'm trying to understand about this is so when they were going, they're trying to get into college, obviously. Right. USC or NYU. Which, talk about being unrelatable. I mean, my goodness. They're harping on Heather for living a crazy lifestyle. I mean, Shannon's trying to get her kids into NYU or USC. like two or, Yeah, exactly. Country. Like, come on now, people. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I'll, I'll, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. You know how I said earlier, like how the first half of the episode, I was kind of dozing off, like not really paying attention. Yeah. This was one of those scenes I was really not paying attention. Like, you know, I wish her kids well, like, I hope they get into the schools they want to get into, like all of that. But I'll be honest with you. I really was not paying attention during this scene. No shade, but I'm just really not interested in the kids scenes. Like, I really just like it when I see the the women together. I don't think that that's shade. Um, Ash yeah. said, where's Adam? Right here, Ash. Right just, there, girl. Just right here. But right. <laughs> I don't think that's shady because you've committed to that. You are like Shane in your own way of just being like, I am committing to the idea that I don't want to see your kids on the show. So I'm just not interested. I don't care. Like, I hate really, to say it. I don't have anything against the kids, but I don't want to. I don't care. <laughs> you also haven't deviated. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you that. And also a $3,286 shopping trip just randomly in the day after your girls just got back from Paris and bragging about how much money they just spent. Maybe that's unrelatable. Actually, Heather DeBro should say that's condescending. I was going to say, but Heather's the bitch. <laughs> but Heather. But Heather's yeah. the bitch. Let's go to Nobu and make a big scene. Well, since you asked, yeah. Let's, let's take go. it over to Nobu, Nobu for a second. Right. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you how 
Just, do you remember when Heather was talking about the waiter or a waiter thinking that she was getting a waiter while they were fishing? So when they were talking about getting the Duffies, and she's like, the Duffies. I thought she was saying Duffies. And I'm like, I said to Jason, I said, Duffies? The two for the place where you get two for one drinks? Like she's bringing them to Duffies? Jason's like, no. She is not bringing them to a sports bar. That is what the little tender thing is called. It is called a Duffy. And I was like, that condescending mother. I know she's the worst. (laughs) She's the worst with her Duffy. And she even brought, which I thought this was hilarious, that she brought the coach who came in to coach Taylor. But Taylor gets there first and they have a conversation. I thought that this was good because I don't want to hear any more about it. And I really thought, I thought Taylor was wrong in this conversation. Honestly, I did. I thought you just automatically assuming because you offered Heather a thing. That doesn't make any sense. Heather's been a part of the business. You've never been a part of the business. She tried to explain that to you. And then making fun of her IMDB, but not making fun of it. But you know you're making fun of it, saying all of her credits are from the 90s. That makes you an asshole. You know what I mean? Like You guys were doing that, gearing this up to be something. Over here, meanwhile, you guys aren't even realizing that like it's parallel. She's struggling with her career while you guys are making fun of her. And then she has an opinion and tells you to go yourself. Like that's, yeah, Taylor, I agree. You should have apologized. And I saw that when, again, on Twitter last night, I'm reading the comments and people are like, Heather should apologize to Taylor. I'm like, are we watching the same show? No, no, exactly. It literally doesn't make any sense to me. And you know, what's so funny. Do you remember when this coach Lauren came on and she was talking about the blowjob techniques with, you know, uh, voice, you know, enhancements and breathing exercises. And remember I said, I was like, this just screams screen time. Like, I'm going to say whatever I can to get on the show. When I realized that, oh my gosh, this is the girl they ended up bringing to the Nobu dinner. I'm like, so what's the, what's the tea? Are we trying to make this girl a friend of? Are we trying to like get her on the show? Because why was she even there? Liked her. I have nothing against the girl. But why was she even invited? Like, why did she even go to this? It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, oh, it's the same girl as earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost made me wonder if they were testing her. But then I didn't think that she brought anything last night that would have been so overwhelming to where I would have been like, bring her on let's see more but i did think she offered comedic relief like i loved when tamra came back and sat down and she's like oh they're they're telling her what a shitty friend she is and tamra's like okay thanks girl like that's good okay like i'm all caught up now but all right so now we get tamra cue tamra in with shannon tamra comes in lit like lit as hell she had no problem drinking the tequila shots before coming. And this woman came with a mission. She's almost giving me Brandy Glanville vibes this season, only because Brandy has been very vocal in interviews saying that a lot of the times before she would go film a scene for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she would drink her ass off because it, it, like, it was liquid courage. It made her comfortable. But then last night when we're seeing all of the women sit around and be able to have this adult conversation and argue, but be very sober while doing it, or maybe a little tipsy, but not three sheets to the wind. It's like, Tamara, we need to get you back there, girl. Like you got too excited. And now you're like, I want to rip every person's face off. And in order to do that, I need to take tequila. (laughs) That's what it's like. Is that not what it looks like? No, I totally agree. The liquid courage is definitely coming out strong when it comes to misjudge this season. Like she is using that tequila to call everybody out. And I was just dying because I was like, oh my God, this is such another typical housewives thing where they have literally just sat down. The food is nowhere to be seen. 
I don't even think they had drinks brought to the table yet. And they're screaming. I'm just like, girlies. Like, this is crazy. I know for me, especially if I was Heather, given the fact that her Nobu soiree, you know, party got, you know, canceled essentially last season. Being now at the restaurant the following season, I'm like, girls, please just wait until the food is in your stomach for us to discuss these issues. Like, please. Like, I could not believe that they were already screaming so early on at the dinner, but I also could given the history of housewife dinners, you know? (laughs) Right. And another thing I didn't get is why are they all looking around each other like, they're opening this box like, oh, wow, <laughs> Heather got us a gift. It's very nice. Uh, the wrapping is so nice. So, oh, Tom Ford candle. Wow, Heather, thanks. Um, I didn't need to be told about shoveling shit in Japanese, but okay. Mm. I'm like, she gave you a gift. She's paying for the meal. She gave you the freaking engraved chopsticks. Relax. And then cue Emily. Emily's like, I'm about to get paid, girl. Hey guys, how did the Montana trip go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Emily, we see you. Girl, why are they so triggered over Heather? I don't understand it. Like when they did that montage of them basically all talking crap about her, like the one comment from Emily, like I don't know someone who's so unaware about being unaware. I'm like, she literally got you a nice gift and she's making a joke about the Montana trip through the gift and y'all are mad like i just don't understand it just like laugh with her and be grateful for the gift like i just don't get why they're so i mean does heather dubrow live in her own world yes but that's why we love her and here's the thing heather dubrow doesn't do any i don't i just don't get a condescending vibe from her i don't get a negative vibe from her whatsoever and we'll talk about this a little later on as they started coming after her but i just don't think she's combative i don't think she can be that aggressive if she wants to be she could but i think up to this point she's been so cool she's been so nice like i really feel like these girls are reaching when it comes to issues that they have with heather it almost feels as if this was a get together. This is the season we're taking Dubro down. This yeah. is how we're going to do it. And I think Heather sees that and she's like, oh, you want a reaction? I'm not giving it to you. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when Tamara and Jen start talking and Tamara's like, I just don't like your boy. I don't think he's a good guy. And they start going back and forth. And Jen tells her, be careful, Tamara. And she's like, what are you saying? She's like, well, you said some things too back then when we were at your house and we were talking about him. And you also said some things. She said, I said some things about your boyfriend. Like I liked him. And then Jen was like, "Mm." and then boom, cue the napkin. But I always love a good reaction because I feel like a reaction speaks volumes. And you see, if you looked at me across the table and I'm sitting there and I know that I'm filming and I know my husband is going to see this and I know I did nothing wrong. And you're like, be careful, Adam, because you said some things. I'd be like, what did I say? Mm-hmm. Say it. Mm-hmm. And she started off that way. She's like, I'm not hiding anything. Say it. As soon as Jen kept on like, Tamara, be careful. Tamara was like, it was cue the, you're never going to see me again. I almost was waiting for her to jump in the bushes. I know. Me too. That's exactly where my mind went. <laughs> I'm like, where is she going? I know. And not only her reaction. Jen's reaction says a lot too. When she gets a napkin thrown in her face, she doesn't stand up. She doesn't throw a drink. She doesn't get crazy. She sits there calm, cool, and collected. Like she was like, in my opinion, like especially for a newbie, 
like Miss Jen over here is giving like OG level, like, you know, expertise. Like the girl literally threw Tamara some stuff. Like I would just be careful. She didn't even drag Tamara. She didn't per- say anything personal. Again. Like she just said, I would be careful. And Tamara loses her mind. And then Jen gets the napkin in the face and she's just there. And she was not phased. Like, in my opinion, that kind of like dynamic, Jen really won that argument, if you ask me. She got Tamara rattled. Tamara reacted horribly. And Jen kept her cool. In my opinion, like Tamara fully lost that argument just based on how she handled it altogether. Well, unfortunately, I think it's too, it's like, it's almost like when somebody, when you're arguing with somebody and somebody takes the first blow and they like swing at you or something like that, you automatically lose the conversation like you lost it. And this, it was the equivalent to the, I mean, on some franchises, they'd be like, oh, that was assault. Yeah. That napkin was assault. <laughs> and I'm talking to legal and you're off the show, bitch. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like some people on some franchises, they go in and they're like, I got you. I got that reaction. Okay. Did you watch Watch What Happens Live last night or no? I did not. I went to bed. <laughs> oh my God. I just want to say this really quick. So Jennifer Bedranti was on with Vivica A. Fox and her boyfriend, Ryan, was front and center in one of the Oprah chairs. It's called the Oprah chair because it's a recycled chair from the Oprah show. I was wondering myself, guys, but getting back to it, he was like, <laughs> oh, I have a statement for Tamara that I haven't said yet. And Andy's like, oh, okay. And then he pulls out this hat that says hashtag D-C-K instead of D-I-C-K. And then pick, meaning for the what, uh, whoever your old does a dick pick. And right. he's like, so you can give that to her, Andy. And it literally did not land. Ooh. Andy looked at him like, okay, moving on. And I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing, man. He didn't laugh at it. He didn't. It wasn't entertaining. He's not going to let you diss Tamara. They have all of their money in her right now for this franchise. He's not supporting it. Nothing. Okay, and here's my thing with that, girl. Like, if I was Jen, and if my man tried pulling out some shenanigan like that, especially when it's a joke on you sending a dick pic and also your reputation being like a serial cheater, and it almost feels like you're basking and like your bad behavior being put out on Front Street on this show. and like. You're trying to have a moment for it. And I, I would just be so embarrassed. Like, I, I just, I would not like that at all. You're, it's not your show. Yes, you are a hot topic of the show, but you're not the show. And if you're trying to capitalize off you sending nudes and being a cheater as something cute and funny and shady, Jennifer girl, I don't know about this. Like, it's just not looking good. If you ask me, it's not well, looking good. And you know, Jennifer knew he had the hat, right? You don't 100%. just like... So it's like, I think she was just letting him have his moment to see how it landed. Now I bet you this morning she's like, Fuck, you yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Although, I like Jennifer a lot, but girl, yeah, this man, he, he's got some red flags. Let's say that. He's got you gotta reel his ass in, Jen. Reel him back in. Well, Definitely. Or just let him back in the OC. Whatever, whichever one you choose. We're supporting you either way. But while Jen and Tamara are trying to figure this out, meaning Tamara's trying to figure this out, and Shannon's chasing her around, and they're getting more shots, and she's telling some guy at the bar to go get some snatch, is what she said. Um, we have another argument that's going on at the table, and this time it's here. Mm-hmm. So Gina and Emily decide to both go in on Heather and have this, they wanted to get it off their chest. We think that you have been absent. We think ever since Tamara got here that you switched up on us. We think you talked a lot of crap about her. And now all of a sudden you're BFFs. We think that you've been condescending. We've seen a few signs showing that you have not necessarily been the best friend. The way that Heather handled this, I thought she's like, oh, well, hold on real quick. No, Heather, let me talk. Okay, I'm going to let you talk. Listening, listening, listening. Well, hold on, just to let you know, I'm also going through some things too. And I I hear you and I didn't, I apologize for that. I, I would never mean to make you feel that way. You said your son was going into real estate and I am, in a woman, I am a woman in my 30s and that's condescending, Heather. It's not condescending. Just because you chose to go in your 30s into real estate and her son is starting at 18, they're just, you're at two different stages. There are people, what? what? Honey, this was actually laughable. Trying to see Gina and Emily come up with excuses as to why they should be mad at Heather was laughable. First off, Emily trying to comfort Heather and say that Heather's being phony and this relationship that she has with Tamara is not real and blah, blah, blah. Okay, Emily, if you don't recall... Because the screenshot showed it in last night's episode, along with many other episodes. The entire time that Tamara wasn't on the show, she was trashing Emily so bad in the press, saying she shouldn't be on the show. She brings nothing. Emily had the... Or somebody called her Shrek. It was either her or Kelly Dodd. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. But she had the prime... Emily had the prime opportunity when Tamara came back 
to really like settle their differences, get to the bottom as to why Tamara hates Emily so much. And I thought Emily didn't do that whatsoever. She let that pass. She be, she got buddied up to Tamara the second that Tamara came back. So she's going to try and tell Heather that Heather's being all buddy-buddy with Tamara. Heather and Tamara have like real friendship, like a real history with each other. So I thought Emily was completely projecting her own issues with Tamara onto Heather, which like didn't make any sense to me because it just did. I just don't get it. I'm like, Emily, you have been kissing up to Tamara this entire time. Heather hasn't been. Heather's been the only one this entire season so far to say, Tamara and Shannon, I felt left out from you guys and you ruined my trip or you didn't ruin the trip, but that was the lowest point of the trip. Heather's been the only one to even speak up to Shannon or Tamara this entire time. Emily hasn't done that. And Tamara was actually talking crap about Emily. So that didn't make any sense to me. And then Gina bringing up all this stuff that she's like upset about with Heather was a lot. When she brought up the Nikki comment, she fully lost me. I was like, really? You told her that you're going into real estate? And Heather was like, oh my God, my son's going into real estate too. And you're going to try and take that as a dig? Like Gina, please. And then what solidified this was the fact that Heather just sat there so calmly, apologized for absolutely everything. She apologized for things she did not need to apologize for, in my opinion. But she did it anyway, just to be nice, to keep the peace, and to be a respectable friend. So in my opinion, if I was Emily or Gina walking out of that dinner, I would be embarrassed trying to create this issue with Heather when there is no issue with Heather. And she shut it down beautifully. That's just my hot take. I would be like, I'm going to stop buying your ass's Nobu. Yeah, I mean, 100%. No more Nobu. Yeah, It's like, you're spending so much money on these women, and every time you don't make it to the meal, they literally all, like, rip you apart. Now they're waiting to pop out with this whole Terry cheating scandal. That's coming soon. So there's a clear takedown and divide here. And for Gina... I did feel like this was a reach. I felt like this was yeah. sort of, I have to figure out my spot, how to solidify my spot. Who do I need to fight? This is the person I'm going to go after Heather. I think it felt easy. I think it felt comfortable. And I think that Tamara is a loose cannon on the show in the sense that if you go up against her, there's not a filter. She's not going to like, Jen's like, I'm not going to say that. I won't do that to you. Tamara does not have that. It does not exist. So if there is something that she knows, Oh, it's coming out on the show. You know what I mean? So I think that some of them don't want that problem with Tamara because that makes her a liability. Absolutely. And personally for me, I thought Heather was so nice to Gina and Emily all last season. We saw at the beginning of the season, Heather was the one trying to build an actual friendship with Gina and Gina's the one who ghosted her. Now Emily and Gina are trying to say that Heather hasn't been a good friend. Where are they? They are reaching. Like, they are really reaching here. I will give Emily the benefit of the doubt. I know that when Gina came back from Montana, her feelings really were hurt with what had happened with Heather. And I get that Emily as a good friend. I really do believe that Emily and Gina are really good friends in real life. And I could see why Emily would get, like, kind of hot. Like, oh, my God, my friend. Like, Heather hurt her feelings. Like, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like she was just taking it too far by trying to bring up this stuff and trying to, like, double down on what Gina was saying to try and come after Heather. Heather's been nothing but nice to you guys. I get that Heather maybe maybe gave some not so great advice to Gina, but it didn't come from a bad place. Like Heather didn't try and start anything with Gina and Emily is basically what I'm trying to say. And I feel like Gina and Emily are really blowing it out of proportion and they're trying to make Heather look bad. And in my opinion, who's being a worser friend in that situation? Like, I think they are. Um, And the fact that Heather just didn't give them a moment and she just apologized. I was like, 
that crown, like Heather knows what she's doing. I think she's handling it all really, really well so far. Heather knows, guys. Okay, guys. Well, obviously, as you know, we have to wait until next week until we get more OC. But I did want to say, I think it's going to get more interesting. I feel like we're starting to get into the thick of it. And of course, we will be talking a little bit more about some OC drama amongst all of the other Bravo topics tomorrow for Hot Messy Topics at 12 p.m. Eastern with Bravo Breaking News. But before we end up leaving here, Ricky's everywhere. Literally everywhere. Ricky, let him know where you're at. Listen, you can follow me on all social media at Ricky Cornish. If you guys are looking for more housewife stuff, definitely follow me on Twitter. I just posted a clip of me with Erica Jane from our interview earlier this week when she spilled some tea about a fight that broke out at Magic Mike Live um, when they filmed for this upcoming season of Beverly Hills. So definitely want to go check that out. I also have a clip I have yet to post of her reacting to Kyle and Mauricio's marital issues at the moment. So there's a lot of fun stuff. So yeah, if you're really looking for more of my work life and stuff, Twitter is definitely the place to be. Um, but Instagram's kind of kind of post more fun pics and all that good stuff. And then TikTok, I post a lot of stuff as well. So if you really want to see my day to day, TikTok is where to go. <laughs> TikTok is where to go. Well, Ricky, as always, thank you so much for joining us. And we appreciate the heck out of you. We're sending you all the love and keep doing all the fun stuff because we're living vicariously through you. Oh, please. You know, I absolutely love being here. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to recap the next episode with you. Across the board, even though I think some of these girlies are reaching, OC is continuing to slay. I'm absolutely loving the season. I'm giving all of these girls a round of applause. So keep it up, OC ladies. (laughs) Keep it up, OC. Guys, thank you to everyone who smashed the like button. Show some love. And we'll see you tomorrow at 12 p.m. The link is um, pinned in the live chat. Love you. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.